Welcome to All Axes, a podcast featuring original content on a wide range of subjects focusing on today's North American manufacturers. My name is Thielen Henderson, and I will be your host. Today we're at Discover 2019 on Mazak's campus. Discover is the largest private manufacturing event in the industry and is featuring the latest developments in machine tool technology, CNC controls, software, automation, customer support, a first-hand look at our Mazak iSmart factory, and daily keynote speakers. Having just spoken on the subject of emerging technologies is Dr. Tom Kerfus, Chief Manufacturing Officer at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. A distinguished professor in the Department of Mechanical Engineering at Georgia Tech and serving formerly in similar roles at Clemson and Carnegie Mellon, Dr. Tom Kerfus has held numerous leadership roles throughout the manufacturing industry, including time spent as president of the Society of Manufacturing Engineers. The current Chief Manufacturing Officer at Oak Ridge National Laboratory, Dr. Kerfus also serves on boards for SME, the American Society of Mechanical Engineers, the National Center for Manufacturing Sciences, on the Board of Trustees of the MT Connect Institute, and the National Center for Defense Manufacturing and Machining. Dr. Kerfus previously served as Assistant Director for Advanced Manufacturing at the Office of Science and Technology Policy in the Executive Office of the President of the United States of America. Tom, I want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, can you tell me, what do you love about manufacturing? Well, I tell you, as an educator in the manufacturing field, I think the thing I love the most is, is teaching it and watching the students realize, whoa, I can actually make something. I can take this block of steel and I can machine it down and turn it into a part that I need. Mm-hmm. Now, something I've heard you mention in the past is the democratization of manufacturing. Can you define that for us and tell us what you mean by it? Sure. And, and really, we're looking at the democratization of advanced manufacturing. And so this is really high-tech manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do we get that high-tech manufacturing out to everybody? I mean, I, I think, you know, let's say in aerospace or an automotive OEM, they've got a lot of engineering staff and so forth. And so they can go up that learning curve. But how do we get some of the more advanced capabilities out to even, you know, to the small, medium-sized enterprises, which, by the way, make up 99% of our, you know, manufacturing capability in the U.S.? Right. Well, for those small and medium-sized businesses... What's the right technology for them to be investing in? So I, I think if, if you take a look at it, I think the technology that they're investing in today, I mean, you know, in terms of machine tools and so forth, they have all the right bells and whistles on them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really what they need to invest in is, I would say, a little bit more education and training. I mean, how do I take a machine that was built, I mean, a modern machine tool that has all the capability and really make use of that capability, really leverage that capability? So would that be a a question of uh, training and educating their people to make the best use of their talents and their skills? Yes. And, and, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to go back and, you know, take lots of classes in school and so forth. But when companies will sell a a machine, right, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll say, yeah, here here are the capabilities and we'll show you how to use it. It's sort of like, you know, when I when I got my new car and you wanted to make sure I knew how to, you know, use all the different accessories on it and so forth. It's the same thing on the machine tool. Just just make sure you know how to use it as as best as possible. Right. And and what about uh, companies that are suffering from hiring, uh, having a hard time bridging the skills gap? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, part of it is really going to be, you know, just getting, look, look, we're we're putting out a lot of students, even at the high school level and certainly with associate's degrees that have have great capability. Mm -hmm. And the real question is, you know, well, you know, why should I, you know, they they all want to go, let's say, to a Boeing or General Motors because they know who they are. But what about the 20-person machine shop or the 30-person machine shop? Why should I go there? You know, these are, and look, I mean, I, I grew up 
in one of these shops. And it was a great life. I and mean, we really had a lot of fun. And so, and I really think, you know, getting, getting the word out that you could use some of these, I mean, the latest technology, I mean, these hybrid machines that are out there now, they're available, right? And they're not just at a GM or a Boeing or a Lockheed Martin, but they're at, at you know, even a 20, 30 man shop. So it's there. So just letting know, yeah, this cool stuff is, is really everywhere. It permeates. Right. So you mentioned hybrid machining, and that's the addition of additive and subtractive on a single machine. Yes. Is that something that, is that technology uh, accessible to small and medium-sized shops at the moment? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's it's very accessible. You know, we've been working both with the powder-based machines mm-hmm. uh, as well as the, the hot wire machines. And so the hot wire machines, they basically just take the, the welding wire that you're familiar with that. I mean, every shop is familiar with for welding and you use that, you melt that and actually put the material down that way. And of course you could put down material a lot faster so you can build things up, you know, more rapidly. Um, You know, with, with powder, again, these are, you know, powder is something that you have to have a lot of training on and, you know, for safety and precautions, because, you know, you want to make sure you're not breathing the powder in that, you know, you're not touching it directly on your skin. Um, you know, in some instances it can be explosive. Think about titanium powder or aluminum powder can be, you know, highly explosive. So you really have to control it. Um, and so this is something where you need some special training, but with wire again, you know, pretty much if, if you're doing welding, you know, you, you've had a box of wire shipped to you, a coil of wire shipped to you, and that's it. So there's nothing super special going on there. Right. So then it, it is more accessible and it's a technology that shops can be comfortable with and won't feel uh, they need to have a big cultural change to embrace. Oh, yes. I mean, I think it's exactly right. Again, you know, you've got shops that are doing welding. You know, they order up a box of wire and, and you know, and, and, and they're ready to go. Same thing with the, you know, with the, the hot wire machines. Gotcha. Okay. A big deal for most shops is inventory on hand and reducing that and then getting paid faster, frankly. Um, is, there, is there a specific technology or some kind of avenue that they should be considering uh, to, to help uh, make their throughput a lot faster? Well, I mean, if, if you're looking at, at, you know, making the throughput faster, um, I, I think one of the things is, is just being able to program your machines faster so that you know that so so that you're you you want to keep them up and machining and making chips you know clearly as much as possible and so forth you want to optimize your trajectories you know so you can you know minimize your cycle times uh and you know there there are a lot of great opportunities there uh, a lot of great cad and cam packages that are integrated together and you know right. one of the things that i am very excited about is now starting to integrate some of those cam packages directly into the controllers. You know, so now you're going to be able to say, yeah, I want to design this thing. Let's take a look at a couple of different approaches, which one minimizes my machining time, or maybe it's going to, you know, maybe, maybe make it, maybe machining time is a little longer, but it's going to save me some cool life. And so that'll save me some costs there. So you can really start to do some trade-offs and do some pretty cool things with some of these cam packages, CAD cam packages that are integrated directly into the controller. I mean, it's taking things to the next level. Can you speak to the edge that manufacturers local to uh, automotive or other big suppliers uh, might have versus um, bigger companies that are farther away in the future as technology advances in the small to medium-sized job shops? Sure. You know, we had, you know, one of the things that we talk about is something called born qualified. And, you know, simply put, it's when, when that part comes off the machine, um, you know that it's good. 
So, you know, it's followed the right paths and you've done the right processing on it and so forth. Maybe you've done some in-machine inspection, but this part is good, right? And so it's born qualified off the machine. So we're going to attach a digital passport with that part. So now we know, okay, you know, here's what's happened to the part. Here's what it is. It's a genuine part and so forth. If we can do this, and, and really it's not a matter of if, but it's, it's when, because it's coming down the pike. Now you can do this locally, right? And mm -hmm. so now... You know, if we have, let's say a company like a General Motors needs a thousand parts tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, well, maybe I've got to go to a big company to get those thousand parts. But what if I had a hundred small companies in the area that could make 10 of those parts overnight, right. but those parts also had their digital passport that said, yes, I'm genuine. I was made correctly and I'm good. And then they get shipped over to GM, but you could do this overnight. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so now you're all set. You have a distributed supply base. Clearly, it's going to favor being close local because you can do it very quickly. So this keeps inventory you know, down on both the supply side as well as the as, as the OEM side. So you have a very lean operation. And, and you know, it's 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 pretty hard to beat a system like that. Plus, it's distributed. You know? So now, you know, let's say you have a power outage at one of the one of the uh, uh, you know, suppliers. Well, I still have 99 others. So mm -hmm. you really do have a robust distributed supply chain. It's much more spread out and therefore it's more secure because if there's a problem, then other people sure. pick up the slack. All right, Tom, can you talk a little bit about how uh, education of staff uh, would go hand in hand with automation? Sure. I mean, I think if we take a look at it, you know, automation, in my opinion, is, is about taking away some of the jobs that we would really rather not do. I mean, I, I look at you know, the dishwasher. Are we going to get unloading, you know, self-loading and unloading dishwashers? Probably not. People are going to be doing that for quite some time to come. But the reality is, you know, the nasty job of washing the dishes. <clears throat> yeah. You know, we're, we, you know, we're going to take that out. I don't think we're going to see the same thing in terms of automation. So automation is going to augment the human being. I mean, people are, it's hard to beat a person. You know, I, I have all of my senses. I can hear things. Uh, you know, you could even smell, you know, if, if if your coolant is running dry, you can smell the burning and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I challenge automation, you know, to, to smell that one out. But but really, people are wonderful. And really what we need to do is we need to use that automation to strengthen our workforce and to really leverage the, the great skill sets that the human brain and the human senses and, you right. know, bring to the, you know, bring to the table. That understanding, that almost tribal knowledge that humans are always going to bring uh, still matters no matter how much we automate and how no matter how much we uh, apply sensors. Well, and I, and I think that's exactly right. And then the question is, okay, well, we have that tribal knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, how do we use sensors and automation to try and capture that and not to capture that and then implement it on a robot because again, I don't know. I I challenge a robot to load and unload a dishwasher better than I can. Well, yeah. my wife always complains about me better than my <laughs> wife can. She can Same. pack unbelievable amounts in that dishwasher. Mm -hmm. But really, you know, what we'd like to do is sort of capture, you know, that tribal knowledge and then pass that tribal knowledge on. Right. And maybe that happens via augmented reality. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, you got to put safety glasses on anyway in the shop. Why not make them augmented reality safety glasses? Oh, like a, a modern apprenticeship, basically. Sure. Yeah, sure. And, and, and an automated modern apprenticeship. But people are not going away. I mean, you know, and, and that's the great thing about it. You know, and by the way, we're seeing a lot of great job opportunities. I mean, cybersecurity is one of them, right? How many cybersecurity positions are there in, in plants today? 
Not a whole lot, but you know this is a big thing coming. I guarantee you in five or 10 years, every plant's going to have a person and, you know, you'll have an IT person, but you'll have a cybersecurity person. Right. Think yeah. about the jobs there, right? It's going to create a lot of jobs. Right. Staying ahead of the market requires constant innovation. But but as you innovate, uh, competitors uh, tend to do their best to catch up with you. Uh, how's, how's, how would that be? Is there a way that new uh, technologies can uh, can help combat that? Sure. Well, I mean, and that's really what we're all about at Oak Ridge National Labs is how do we take new innovations and new ideas and really scale them up, you know, into production, whether it's production for a process or a product rapidly. And the, and the idea is if we have a great, you know, well, the concept, if we have a great idea, how do we get that out into the marketplace as fast as possible? And really it's about innovating faster than the competition can copy. Once we have it out in the marketplace, the competition copies, that's okay because we're on to our next generation. And you really want to be leading the pack along those lines. And this tech and technology, you know, the the you know, all the new technology capabilities, in particular digital manufacturing, IoT for manufacturing, uh, you know, these are enabling it. And the question is how do you leverage it to move technology forward? All right, it feels like every day the world becomes smaller as shipping becomes faster and technology moves forward. Is there still a future for manufacturing in the United States? Yeah, so I think that there's a tremendous future for manufacturing in the United States. I mean, if you look at it, certainly China is the number one manufacturing economy in the world. They passed us a number of years ago. But the U.S. is, you know, by far a strong number two. Uh, and if you take a look at what we're producing, uh, I mean, we have a good grasp on advanced manufacturing, advanced products. There is a tremendous future, you know, for, uh, you know, for manufacturing in the U.S. In fact, we do a lot of exporting. You know, I, I mean, you know, we export cars. Honda exports more cars than it imports. You know, if, uh, you know, BMW is the largest exporter of cars in the United States. I believe BMW is the largest plant is in the United States. So it's a great place to make things. As we move forward in technology and robots and other automation systems become more ubiquitous, uh, is that something that people should begin to worry about in the job market? No, I, in fact, I think for the job market, we should be embracing this because those robots uh, you know, or the artificial intelligence or whatever it might be, you know, these are augmenting the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yes, they're taking away some jobs that are just just jobs that you wouldn't want to do, mm -hmm. uh, but they're giving us some new jobs that are much higher paying. Dangerous, redundant. That's exactly, you know, yeah. dangerous, dirty, dark, you know, right. those are the old ones. But but really the high-tech aspects of it, you know, the, these are the jobs that you want. They're the higher-paying jobs. And, you know, they're, they're going to require some training, but but you don't need to be a rocket scientist to use it. People are using their smartphones, you know, and this is really what we need to do in terms of the next generation automation. And that goes back to employers investing in their employees uh, in conjunction with technology, not either or, but working together in the same stream. Yes, I think that they invest in that technology and 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 their employees together. It it doesn't it doesn't make sense to go off. I mean, take a look at this great machine tools. It doesn't make sense to get these brand new machine tools with all these capabilities and then not train your employees to use them. Right. I mean, no, why agreed. wouldn't you do that? Right. So in and by the way, <clears throat> the way technology is going, if I take a look at how we used to program CNC, it was it was pretty cumbersome. Right. Today, the programming is much easier. So it's much more intuitive. So now we're really leveraging, you know, what our workforce can do. So, so I, I think we're starting to see, you know, the, the, the synergy of both the next generation workforce and, and even the current generation workforce 
they're getting it. They have smartphones and so forth. We yeah. can operate our machines in, in similar fashions. And the design to, to, to sort of leverage the know-how that the workforce already has you know, in there. And we will be able to move things forward. And by the way, that strengthens U.S. manufacturing. I mean, you just you couldn't ask you know, for, for a better scenario. Tom, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for listening to All Axes with our guest, Dr. Tom Kerfis, as part of the Mazak TV Network. Be sure to subscribe to All Axes on your favorite podcast app for all future episodes. 